Welcome to Season 2 of the podcast on Crimes Against Women. I'm Maria McMullen. Last year, in the midst of a spiraling global pandemic, the Conference on Crimes Against Women launched the first season of the podcast, seeking to create a space for topical conversations aimed at engaging and educating community members on the issue of violence against women, how it impacts our daily lives, and how we can better work together to create lasting cultural and systemic change. With each episode, we sought to create more understanding during uncertain times and to decrease the distance between one another that has marked this period in all of our lives. And learn we did. In season one, Rachel Louise Snyder taught us why metrics matter in our overall response to domestic violence. Kelsey McKay broadened our understanding of strangulation and showed us how the asphyxiation assessment is transforming the role of first responders in cases of crimes against women. Greta Gardner explored the concept of intersectionality and how different aspects of a person's identity can weave together creating unique forms of discriminations and greater barriers to access. Yet we've only scratched the surface. Everyone listening has just lived through one of the most traumatic years in human history. And if 2020 wasn't enough of a reminder that barriers to access and opportunity exist, perhaps the first part of 2021 finally put us all on notice. To say the past year has been eye-opening is the understatement of a lifetime. But here, now, with our eyes opened for us, we can settle in for the long haul. Changes are coming. And we recognize that barriers, while challenging, do not have to be permanent. We are all capable of change, of finding a way forward that includes all people, all of the time. And that includes women. All women. This season, we will be opening the podcast with a series focused on examining barriers to access. Who faces them? What causes them? And how can we eliminate them? There are a few ideas in this series that we'd like to keep top of mind. That barriers existing for women are real, and they might look different for each person. Women of color and minorities experience barriers at higher and more frequent rates. That barriers are often used as a form of manipulation and abuse to deny a woman's right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness and that often the barriers a woman experiences dehumanizes her and her children, reduces her value, dignity and quality of life, and often reduces her lifespan through either outcomes that debilitate her physical and mental health or through physical violence that leads to femicide. The barriers we speak of are many and steep. To begin high level, Cultural and institutional barriers provide a framework from which all other barriers stem. From the highest levels of our government down to daily decisions made at local service providing agencies. There are also a large variety of barriers that often go unnoticed, are less tangible and more difficult to pin down. Some can be unique to a woman's culture, race, even her sexual orientation. Among them, fear, shame, blame, guilt, poverty, loss of family loyalty, social network and religious institution, and the list goes on and on. At this point, you might be thinking that addressing barriers against women is an enormous subject of great complexity that may be too daunting to take on or cover in a few podcast episodes. But take heart. We are breaking down this topic into several segments that will focus on a few microcosms 
that provide a starting point, ample room for further discussion, and significant opportunities for all of us to implement change. Above all, we believe this conversation and the actions and change that we hope will stem from it are worthwhile. As always, we thank you for joining us on this journey as we challenge our minds and open our hearts. We're glad that you're here.